You are listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business. Yes, good morning, good morning. Just before 6 o'clock Thursday morning, and Sidewalk Prophets inviting you to come to the table this morning, to come and sit with us around the Transformation Table, where we talk about our Father God's business. And what a song leading us into this morning, this morning's meeting, saying to us that love is the one that opens the door. And love, there's only one that's love. True love, unconditional love, and that's God, the Father God, a wonderful Father. Praise His holy name. And uh, what a privilege this morning to invite you all over the world. People are tuning in on Unlock Radio, but also inside the Correctional Center's we're almost done. We still have four to go. We tried yesterday to install. You know, they're not tried. We did. But unfortunately, one of our power supplies on the transmitter just popped after load shedding started. So uh, we have to go again through today to uh, uh, Uniondale. It's about an hour's drive from George. But praise God, uh, we're almost done. And six six souls gave their lives to Jesus yesterday morning at Uniondale Correctional Center, accepted him as their Lord and Savior. So it was not in vain for us to drive to Uniondale Correctional Center. Good morning, my beloved brothers and sisters on Zoom. Uh, Menzo, good morning. Uh, we, we are fortunate to see each other's faces again this morning by the grace of God and that we can sit on Zoom around this transformation table and we believe that God's grace and mercy, the first song that I sang, uh, played this morning, Good Morning Mercy from Jason Crapp. This is a new day. Uh, Jeremiah say, says in the book of Lamentations, I believe, he says three, he says God's mercy is afresh every morning. So good morning, Menzo. Yeah. Mercy has woken you up this morning. How are you doing, my brother? Good morning, Freak. Yes, uh, as, indeed, as you say, <clears throat> it is all about waking up with mercy. I mean, if uh, sure, I think it must be a fearful morning when you when you wake up and you don't realize or you don't know you're not you're not sure. Do you do you have God's mercy? Mm. You know, and um, yeah, that must be a scary thing. Uh, 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 somebody spoke to me in the week and said, "You must can you imagine how scary it must be if you're at a funeral." And you don't know God, mm. because that means it's the end. Yeah, or the beginning of trouble. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> good morning to everybody. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Sadie. Good morning, Atman. Morning, Yaku. Morning, Ria. Morning, Wimvum. Morning, Samuel. Morning, Anthony. Morning, Wimbeno. Morning, Peter. I'm just reading the names down as I see them here on the on the Zoom group, and then of course, good morning to everybody that's going to listen in later and download the podcast i'm getting nice reports back from people listening to the uh, podcast later and um Freke, yes what a what a um you know i don't want to single one out because we've we've had so many blessed mornings mm. where um god just lays it in the heart you know the the and and, and forgive me for bringing this up again I remember the morning exactly where I was standing, and we're going to talk about a little bit later about how poor my memory is. But um, 
I remember exactly where I was standing the morning when you phoned me and said, let's do this. Mm. You know, this is what we're doing this morning. And I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I know that in my mind, I remember thinking, ah, I don't think this can work. Mm. You know, <laughs> wow, was I wrong? Yeah. Am I happy to be wrong? Because the fact that the that our mighty God can move, the Holy Spirit can move, and we're all sitting in our different areas all over the country and all over the world, and as, as if we connected and we're sitting around the same table. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel like it, but that's the way I've experienced it. You know, you know, all sitting around the table, a little bit different, but um, still sitting around the same table, and the Holy Spirit connects us around this big round table that we that we're having our discussions around. So, yes, good morning to everybody, and uh, <clears throat> what a blessing is it is to be together. Right. Um, I wonder, uh, Peter, can, can I ask you to open for us with prayer, please? Peter Murray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the wonderful privilege to be here together again. Thank you for a wonderful morning. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we wake up and help us, Lord, in this day that we will really follow your will every step of our way. Thank you for our meeting. I pray that you will bless it in a wonderful way. I pray for anyone with any problems we want to lay it at your feet. Thank you, Lord, that you are the one that see us through any circumstance in our lives. We want to praise you. We want to give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. 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 My lucky Peter, thank you. So guys, this morning, last week, when, uh, when Sadie blessed us with her wisdom, I said, let's talk about some repair and healing specifically to South Africa. And um, you might have noticed that I was a little bit nervous about that discussion. And if you guys will forgive me, I um, I thought it good that before we tackle that one, let's tackle love, you know. Um, and and I think it is such an important thing to do first. So you know, and it being uh, Valentine's Day yesterday, and we don't believe in Valentine, we believe in the the God of of love. Uh, love itself um if we could just talk about that a little bit and i'm so so happy to see you this morning the crowd that's with us ah good morning uh the guys from um Oturing is with us am i right for you yeah it's like it they uh we don't see their faces yet but it looks like it can you see them I've, i can see them oh okay <laughs> good gallery Owens, Owens, good morning, guys. <laughs> what a privilege to see a prisoner in the morning. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> yes, so they with us. Good morning, guys. I'm definitely going to have to get myself an orange, um, an orange jacket or shirt so I can blend in. Yes. <laughs> what a privilege. Um, so, so we need to have the discussion about the campfire weekend. It, uh, yeah. it looks like it can work, but um, we'll do that later. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so, so guys, just you guys are joined in just now. Now, you know, it being uh, uh, Valentine's Day uh, yesterday, I just thought let's start, let's start our discussion that we're going to have about um, what went wrong in our country, um, the repairs and healing um, <clears throat> this morning, and, and you know. God's love is not 
one thing, and, and I think somebody is Gideon on this morning. He told me a while ago how many different kinds of love um, God talks about in, 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 in the word. Um, you know, agape love, and uh, Peter, maybe you can help me a little bit here. But um, the, you know, it is such a it's such a big subject, and it is some that one would might easily say, yeah, but that's more like a little bit of a girly discussion, you know, and um, and it's not true, Rick. Um, so if if you guys will forgive me for this one, uh, and 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 we've got a we've got an interesting crowd this morning, so um, I'm going to put you all on the spot. Uh, so you guys can take your 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 um take your yourself off mute. I want to just hear two things. Um, you know, how long have you been married, and do you still love your wife? Um, and luckily, this is not a broadcast. No, nobody's going to hear this. So if you say no, your wife won't be angry with you. And of course, for the ladies, if you still if you still love your husband more or less, to Freak, I'm going to put you on the spot. Darrell, how many years have you been married? Yeah, by God's grace, 20, going for 21 now. Um, but it was my second chance that I got in the life of marriage. I failed in the first one, unfortunately. But by God's grace, I found a woman that he has chosen for me. And one day I was driving there in Pretoria, and she f sent me a message and said to me, uh, it was in Afrikaans, but now in English, love conquered. Lift it to run. And that was just a thing that, by the grace of God, that God taught me from the beginning with my wife, Hannah, because she was so hurt. And the view that she had about a man was so rude. It was so, uh, because of, of her father in her life that was not a good father to her. And um, uh, I remember how the Lord, sometimes it felt like I'm going to bite my my lip off counting to not a hundred to a thousand because she tried me really she tried to get me angry she tried to see if i also gonna throw the dishes around and knock the dogs off and uh insult her and abuse her and 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 you know what i just and the lord just helped me by by his grace to say just give her love just give her love because my brothers uh, and uh, especially the guys in in the, in the correctional centers listening, uh, I always tell them. I said to them yesterday in Uniondale, a, a woman reacts to what you put into her. And nowhere in the Bible the Lord told us that the wife must love the husband. It's the husband that must love his wife, as Christ loved His church. And what you put into a woman, you will receive back. And so, uh, like yesterday, I was. It was a very hectic day for me. I I only realized actually in the afternoon that this a, a day of love in the world. But like I say, the real love is in John three sixteen, not in uh, the thirteenth of February. But um, I seen uh, we were at the shop somewhere in George looking for this power supply, and my son was inside, and I was sitting in the bus in Mossy and. And I just thought, I thought about Hannah, and I sent her a message. Just made a sweet, a, a nice uh, a, a, a image quickly on my phone, telling her that I love her, and send it to her. That message that went back to what went to her came back to me, almost a hundredfold. The reaction on what my action did 
was so amazing. It was kisses and it was hearts and it was there's the lifter for my lever. And and I was thinking, she always say, Thank you for pushing the right right buttons. Now the last couple of weeks it felt like I was pushing the wrong buttons. But uh, she 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 really got to a place where she sent me that message that love conquered. Uh, love, uh, love, love opened up, opened her up, and she started to trust me as a husband, as a man. And um, yeah, I just want to share this with you, if I may. Um, I always tell the guys in prison also that uh, uh, a marriage, a relationship between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, you need to romance your wife 24 7. Now, a brother of mine there in Bluefontein once, when I spoke to a men's group, said to me afterwards, so what you are saying is, I must, I put my vrou feel into it, the whole day free. She said, my pal, you must have up free, you must have up free. But that's not the world's way. It is by cleansing her with your words, your how you treat her, how you made her, how you believe in her, how you support her. And, and, and if you're your wife's biggest supporter, uh, you will see her open up like a beautiful flower. We stayed in Bluefontein a, a, a few years ago, and one morning I went and I dropped my twins at, at, uh, in, at the primary school, and I went to the gym. And on my way to the gym, I sent my wife an SMS saying to her, uh, it was an Afrikaans, there's no other woman on this earth that I desire more than you. And I sent her the SMS. <laughs> I went to gym, I went to see people. And eventually when I got home, my wife was still busy with the message. I forgot about it. But when <laughs> I got home, I was like the main guy in the house. I was like, you. And she was like patting my, patting my hand, you know. She was so, because a woman, again, is so emotional. She reacts to what I have said to her. And like this message yesterday, in my being busy, the thing that was the right button to push was he was thinking about me now. In his busy day, hectic day, he was a frustrated day at times, he was still thinking about me and sending me a message that he loves me. So that, that I got back from that message, there's no other woman that I desire except you, made me a main guy in the house. I didn't have to ask for coffee or anything. It was just there. It was ready because, um, yeah, so I see this as foreplay also. It's not the way, the world's way of foreplay. It's God's way. And uh, the more you can romance your wife, the more you can romance the lover of your soul. And uh, that's why it's so important to me to... Um, to fight always, even if not saying there's not conflict, like I said, it felt like I was pushing the wrong buttons the last couple of weeks. I said it to Hannah last night. I said, love, sorry for pushing the wrong buttons at times. And she just laughed at me and she said, this is life. We, we need to have some conflict in our lives. But the way, um, by God's grace, we can work through uh, differences, the way we can work through conflict that the children even in the house won't even know that mom and dad is in a, in, in a, in a, in not in a war, but they're not in agreement at this time. Because we also saw 
that uh, be, especially when we before big outreaches or projects like the radio project in the prisons there's a huge attack on our unity between me and Hannah because the devil knows the things between me and her is not in, in uh, uh, lacquer and it's not um if I just want to mute some people their phones or or there's a noise all right so He's attacking the unity, and you know the power is in our unity. If we in unity, and um, we can ask God anything, especially me and her, if we are in unity, if we are one, it's amazing how God answers our prayers and how quickly He answers our prayers. Not saying we we get everything that we ask Him; He knows the best if it's in His will. Yes, but uh, to be awake especially before big businesses, big meetings, big outreaches. This is for all of us, that importance of being one, being in unity. Because if things between me and Hannah is not in, in lacquer, um, God says, I, I, I mustn't even pray because he's not going to listen to me. That's impo- important This this relationship is. So, yeah. Menzo, uh, you have put me on the spot, but you know, I can talk to, about this uh, for days. So let me give the other people a chance, because this is what gets me excited. Because if God teaches you how to romance a woman, sure, it's amazing to see. Can I just share one story? I, uh, a few years ago, we were married for a couple of months. And uh, one, more, one afternoon, I, I, I was always, he worked at Harmony Mine at the IT department, and I was always, always, almost, always, every day before I was at home. So I was cooking and make the food for us in the evening. And I just felt that I had to make a really nice dinner for us and uh, prepare a nice table with candles. And she got home and I, 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 I sat her down. Now, remember, I come out of a world that we didn't do this type of thing. We, a woman was only good for one reason. And um, so the Lord was uh, talking me, coaching me that day, the Holy Spirit to romance my wife. And I could see in Hannah that she was really, I don't want to say under a spell or under my control, but she's just submitted under this love that she received when she got home. And I can't, I can't say, I can't remember if she didn't have a good day, but uh, walking into that place of peace that I created for her that day, she walked into it and she felt at home and she felt relaxed. And we had a nice dinner and we just chatted. And you know what a man's idea, especially when I was in the world, was the end being in bed. That taking this wife, woman to, 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 to the room to have sex with her. And, then, and and I felt that evening while we were talking around the table, I was I, I just felt that I must go and sit on the couch and I must ask my wife to come and sit on my lap. So it was strange for me. That was not why the couch. And um, she, when Hannah came and sat on my lap and she put her arm around my neck, I could see in my wife's life something happened. This woman just... She started crying, she started, it was sobbing, it was so intense that I could see her getting healed. 
And I didn't understand it at that time. And later on, because it was almost an hour or what, she just sat there and hold on to me, sobbing. And, and I was like, what's happening here? And I, I just felt keep quiet. She, and and I, her head was on my chest and, and, and she was holding my neck and she sat there. And later on, she just said to me, I always wanted to sit on my daddy's lap. And he never allowed me. And that's where uh, her pain came in life. So, especially with Katie, my daughter, <laughs> I never, never, even if I'm so tired or what, if she wants to come and sit on my lap and the chair will carry both of us or what, I'll, I'll, she can sit. Uh, especially yesterday when I got home, she waited for me in the, at the front door every day, daddy, and uh, hug me. And, and that's... That's what life's about, hey. That's love, that uh, love from a child, and um, yeah. So when I had cancer two years back, um, I needed a lap to lie on, and my wife <clears throat> was that lap for me. She was the lap that I could lie on to. She was my rock. She was my support, my biggest supporter in that whole journey through the cancer, and. Uh, yeah, so love will always conquer. Just give love, 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 unconditional love. Thanks, Minza. Thank you, Freak. Um, so I just want to quickly check, uh, because I asked two questions. How long have you been married and you still love your wife? I guess that you're saying you still love your wife. Just want to make sure. Bye. Ach. <laughs> Bye. Ach. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for the for the long way of getting there, Freak. But it's good that we hear those stories. And um, for the guys that uh, don't know Freak, Freak is um, Freak. I'm going to try and say it as simple as possible. Freak is, is 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 like a tank. You know, he's a big guy. He's got a a chest that can take. You know, Freak. Where's my favorite photo? Have you got it there somewhere? Um, there's there's a there's there's space. Look look, uh, Freak. Look at that photo for the guys that can see. There's two young men lying on his chest, and you can see that there's just peace. I don't know if you see that, and and uh, Freak, maybe one day you can tell us a story about that again. But uh, yes, so I can imagine little Katie sitting on her dad's lap, and uh, just knowing that life is good. <clears throat> so I'm I'm just going down the line as I see it on my screen. So if you guys will don't mind that, Peter, um, can I put you on the spot? Tell us how long have you been married and and uh, son. Um, okay. Put me on the spot, that's for sure. Uh, 44 years now we've been married. And, uh, yeah, I come from a generation where we don't just throw things away. We work to fix them. And uh, that's what this is about. Uh, <clears throat> they asked Billy Graham... Has he ever considered divorce? And he said, divorce, never. Murder, often. And so we have times of, my wife and I have times of very odd fellowship where we, uh, you see, marriage is, is two incompatible people deciding that they will live together compatibly, no matter what. And so sparks will fly, and sparks are good. And uh, so uh, never be never be shy of confrontation. Confrontation is not always a bad word. 
If I confront my extra weight, that's a good confrontation. And so confrontation, the minute it stays in the dark, it belongs to Satan. But the word says to us that the minute you bring it into the light, he who is the light takes it and runs with it. And this is why when something is wrong, the first thing that goes is the eye contact. And then you know. And so uh, just by way of a little joke, when we got married, my wife said, Peter, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? <laughs> and uh, no, she didn't. I'm just teasing. But the truth is, like Freak said, the word says that a husband is to love his wife like Christ loves the church. That means sacrificially. It's going to cost him. He's got to die. When it comes to a woman, in my humble opinion, it's never about sex. Men have got this crazy thing about sex, but it's never about sex. As Freak said, a woman is designed to respond. She births stuff. And so the word husband is a gardening term. It means look after it, nurture it, dig around it, put some compost in, put some what give it what it needs. And so that's a husbanding thing. To me, one of the things why I love my wife is that. Uh, uh, this is my second marriage as well. I uh, I wasn't saved in my first marriage, and I was uh, not a person that you wanted to live with. But uh, one of the reasons why I love my wife is that she could have she chose me, warts and all, frikies and all, and she could have chosen. George Clooney or Brad Pitt or whoever, the captain of the football team. But she didn't. She chose me. And she chose to spend her entire life with me, trusting me to build a nest for her, to have babies uh, so she can have my babies. I don't know what she saw in me, but that's the mystery. And God has blessed us with a godly wife. But you get, you have to invest into her. You have to treat her like you would a Ferrari. You've got to watch her. You can't, you've got to watch her all the time. Is she tired? Is she taking strain? Is she even eating? Sometimes food is short. You know what a woman will do. She will give you her food. And she won't eat. Come on now. Let's be real. Women are amazing creatures. It's impossible to understand them. They are aliens. I accept that. <laughs> but, they, but that is the challenge. That is the challenge. Uh, you can live with them. and you. But it's going to cost you. And uh, just one thing. I asked my wife. What would she say in answer to this question? 
And she said, just do what you originally did when you were courting. Never stop doing what you, you were doing that won her heart. It might be a spontaneous flower or a little love note hidden somewhere or a little message like Freak was saying, but that spontaneity, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will teach you how to husband this alien that he's put in your house. <laughs> and uh, they are designed to respond. Women don't, this is nonsense that they have to make the first move. They're not. She's your queen. You need to be priest, prophet, king. And uh, she will bloom automatically. Is there anything else? Uh, Mensa, you and I in the car the other day, sometimes women get overwhelmed because they are so busy looking at the big picture that they cannot focus on the individual problems. If the kid is sick, it affects your sex life. If, uh, if money is short, it affects her relationship with God. It's all, all intermingled with the woman. And uh, that's just how they are. That, that's how they wired. Whereas a man's strong point, as also his weak point, is he can so focus on the little that he loses sight of the big picture. And this is where the two of them, if she says to you, darling, that gate is rusted, will you go and fix it? You can't say to her, yes, I told you six months ago, I will fix it. No, she's your queen. If she asks, it immediately shoots to the top of the list. That's it. Above your mother's list, above everybody's list. If she asks, it goes to the top of the list immediately. And, uh, and so that's about it. You uh, help her to draw in the lines and to take the individual things and do what she can about them. And then you'll see her big picture will begin to clear and you'll get your beautiful wife back. So that's enough for me. I also can speak forever about this because it's a lifetime thing. A lifetime thing. Marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. Each one has to give 100%. Thank you, Yella. <laughs> many Thanks, of Peter. us. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. I just realized something. Uh, ladies, please excuse us. Uh, we've we've been we've been together for a long time. You know, we've we've been doing um, you know, uh, sitting around the table for in some form or another for the past. Uh, Peter, can I say ten years, eight years? So uh, so so you know the, when we started the transformation table and we started it, uh, incorporating the uh, the community development with it. Obviously, we invited the ladies around. So, so the the way we still speak to each other has not changed much. So, you're actually getting a little bit of a a a, a, a look into a window that um, that developed a long time ago. And um, yeah, so the, the talking is straight, and it's um, it's uh, don't don't uh, don't uh, uh, underestimate it. We've had some good rows around the table as well as uh, as men. So. Um, uh, uh, I can see Tanya. Welcome. I think Tanya, it's your first time. Welcome by us. Uh, I think I can see she's enjoying the discussion, and I, and I'm glad for that. Um, 
So uh, Atman, you the next one on my screen. Uh, share us a little bit. Uh, thanks, Atman. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's good to be on the table again. And what a topic. Luckily, my coach Friak spoke a lot of the things that I also wanted to touch on so you can understand why we call him coach. <laughs> so he coached us in these things for a long time now. But me and my wife, Olivia, we are married for 12 years now. And I don't know whom on the table listened to Olivia's testimony. I don't know if my brothers there in the, in the prison listened to it. But if you listen to her testimony, you will understand that God is an awesome God that just put different people in a bucket. And we never thought that, yes, we will really succeed. Although we trusted the Lord, um, because Olivia came out of a life of drugs, myself coming out of prison, and when we had to meet for the first time, I said to her, girl, if you come to me, um, you must know that I will not even be able to buy you a sucker because I'm coming out of prison. I don't have a job yet, and but she came and we... In case after more than a year or so, we got married. We had the most beautiful marriage. And after 12 years, I can truly say, yes, my lovey, I love her over the moon and back. But I want to encourage someone, especially our friends there in the prison. Uh, for me, it was also like that. I felt that uh, will it be, will Will someone love me again? Especially when, when you went through um, so many relationships, things didn't work out, and maybe you are even divorced while in prison. I can tell you, God has someone special in place, will be your helper like he did for Atman. And today she's really my helper. The Atman is becoming soft. But Olivia is the, the one who is standing strong, especially for people that want to roll over me. And even in prison and at the rehabs, uh, or even at, at, at men's gatherings, they are surprised when I arrived there with my wifey. And she's even sharing a testimony. And the Lord works in amazing ways. And when they heard what happened to her, so it was Two broken people helping each other to heal. And God just made it an amazing thing that we can today stand strong and help others to get healed too through their broken hearted pain. I was listening to so many songs yesterday about the, 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 the trauma of lost love. And we can really bless the Lord. Yeah, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it, and we are still standing strong. Thank you, Menzo. Thank you, Atman. I just want to comment quickly. Um, the, the night I asked my wife to marry me, I was really poor. You know, I had enough money for a candle and a, and a, and a bread, and I made a meal, and, and you guys that know me know that I like uh, cooking, 
Um, so I made absolutely just the very best toasty that I could make. Yeah. Because that's the money I had. That that's the sad story. The beautiful story of that is that Atman, same with you as with the Saka. Um, yeah, I know for a fact that she did not marry me for my money. And that puts a lot of, uh, uh, takes a lot of pressure off, off, off the marriage. So, um, uh, Ria, you are next on my, on my screen. I don't know if you want to share with us. I, 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 the plan was actually to put the guys on the spot, but uh, if, if you, if you ladies want to share with us, please go ahead. Thank you, uh, Minzo. Yeah, thank you. It's lovely to be back. Uh, We've been for one month in Israel, and uh, it was such a blessed time, uh, right time to go. So, um, your Andre and myself, this year we will be married for 20 years, and I was just thinking while you guys were sharing, um, my, my story and Andre's story is like, it's that spiritual lesson that we have to learn from the Lord, and that is waiting on the Lord. Because I was nearly 42 when we got married, and Andre uh, just turned 40. So I've waited a long, long time for the one that the Lord has chosen for me. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and, and like you guys were sharing, that is that is um, you know relationship in the in the in the marriage life. Um, it is a growing process. And uh, <clears throat> and one person one day said it's like building a house, you know, it's stone by stone. You have to build, um, and uh, and the and the main thing is like dying to yourself, you know. Um, and I think the thing that that always helped me is that the day when I say yes, uh, when we got married, that covenant. That um, that commitment we've made before the Lord, that is the one that draws you through. Because you know it's not about me; it is about the commitment uh, and the uh, um, uh, the promise I've made before God. So yeah, um, and and it is a growing process. And um, I love my husband; I care about him. But I'm also sometimes, you know, like um, Peter was saying, sometimes you thought, what did I do? I just want to go away. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's, uh, it is a commitment. And uh, I think, like I said, if you, if you know you're standing before God, that makes the difference. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, you guys. <laughs> thank you, Ria. You know what I I was um <clears throat> I was a little bit uh, what's the right word in strife with my wife uh, a while ago and I was sitting here early in the morning praying and I I saw this vision where I was sitting in in the throne in the throne room with God and He was not paying attention to me much you know He was listening to my whining and complaining and He got up and He turned His back and He walked off to big chests you know it looked like big treasure chests like you see in the movies you know big uh, old looking treasure chest and he had his chest out uh, the door uh, the the tops open and he was looking in there intently you know and and um and 
he was moving them around. There's things inside this chest that he was moving around and looking and throwing it over his shoulder. No, this is not going to work. This is not going to work like you know, looking for something. And then he took out treasure and he showed it to me. And he said, this is what I've chosen for you. I've chosen you the best out of my treasure chest. And it was my wife and my children, you know, and it freaked me out because my question immediately was, why me? Why do I get the best? You know, and um, it took me a long time to figure it out. And then one one day, one of the older gentlemen gave me the answer. And uh, I'll share that later. But the point is that, uh, you know, it is that waiting. I also got married when I was 30. And uh, I do believe that God chose. You know, my wife is 11 years younger than me. It needed me to grow up a little bit before, because otherwise I would have messed it up. Um, you know, but yes, it is a it's a special thing. So the next next one on the screen is is that uh, uh, sure I'm not I don't not I don't know the guys yet. Is that Flom sitting right in front yes, of us? Flom is in front. Yeah. Flom, do you want to share with us? Well, they they're getting themselves themselves ready there. Menza, maybe uh, Tanya must go on first while they're sorting it out because um, yeah, because of time. Hello, Amal. Hi, everybody. I'm Tanya Yordan, and Sadi, Sadi is the is my leader in the prayer group in Acacia, Corin Park. Okay, I absolutely love my husband. I think I've got the best gift ever, and we have three beautiful children, and I'm a grandmother, and we've been married 32 years. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I've got. I think God blessed me with the. Angel, so um, I, I was the rebel. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll share on a later stage. But God works in seasons in our marriage. But yeah, very blessed. That's great news, Tanya. You don't look like a grandmother. Could have thrown away my head, nothing. But okay, thank you, guys. Nice to meet everybody. <laughs> and it's such welcome. A everybody's testimonies thank you for for letting me be in the group thank you thank you thank you thanks for, for joining us around the table so uh, samuel <laughs> is our next samuel is our next one on the line samuel you want to share with us good morning can good you morning okay. now it's wonderful to listen uh i think i will also yeah, at, at the back be in touch with Fida for some secrets. But anyway, I was 47 when I got married. And as uh, Atman has said, uh, God bring different people together. So my, my background is no, I came from a different background. It's prison crime. Now, my wife, on the other hand, in her family, nobody was in a prison. Medical doctors, uh, men in the army, in high positions, and so on. Now, these two backgrounds together, just imagine, I only know a different life of Adman and Africans. And the way of speaking, 
I was wrong. But now, over the years, we are now 11 years. Well, this year, May, we will make 11 years in marriage. So I have learned so many things, even sometimes how to talk, how, how to behave. So, uh, so as the Bible said, woman is a help. So God has put the right help in my life. I remember years back when I asked my wife to get married to me, when she said yes, I was thinking in my heart, do you really need to whom you say yes? But God has helped me and we are really in unity, still in unity. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yes. In some areas, I am still improving and gain also some knowledge by the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Samuel. It is so great to hear that uh, God has got a plan for all of us. doesn't matter how, how, what, how old we are and what your background is. It uh, gives us that special person. And, and that, of course, the thing about learning to be, you know, I think, I think uh, um, our wives take the animal out of us. I mean, um, <laughs> they have to tame us first, <laughs> make us docile. I said to my wife two days ago, I said, stop trying to make me docile. I want to roar. You know, and um, that, of course, had a whole new dis different discussion. You know, um, the guys that know me, me and my wife work together. So uh, we've we've been married and run our business together and our children work with us. So um, it puts an extra extra bit of pressure on the whole thing. But, um, yeah, what a what a blessing. Um, Sadie, if I can put you on the spot. Are you with us, Sadie? Uh, good morning, good morning. I am with you this morning. Uh, I am going to come from uh, a different perspective. Um, I was married, uh, and there are such great lessons that I also can share with men. First thing is that um, as a man, it is important to value that which God has blessed you with. And um, the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a great good. I don't like that one that says finds a great thing, because I believe that women are not things, they are great goods. Um, so, um, but what happened in, in, in my marriage, it's that, um, you know, marriage is about two people who are joined together to love and value each other. And, and what is very important is that love is reciprocal. You cannot expect it to be given to you when you cannot give it back. And love is patient. And like it said in Corinthians 13, it does not keep a record of wrongs. And there's a book that I read when I was still at high school, Fort Amityville, which had a quotation that said, love finds itself in giving. You give yourself, you give your time, you give your love. And um, very, very important, love appreciates and it is not competitive. And, and, and in my marriage, uh, what really uh, became a challenge was lack of appreciation and being competitive. Where, you know, and, and it's important to understand and that we are not equally gifted. 
uh, even in as two people who come together, who are jointed together from different backgrounds, you are also not equally gifted. And 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 we've got to appreciate each other's gift and not compete with another person's gift and actually support the other partner with whatever gift and and whatever that they want to achieve. And and that is what was lacking because I had a husband who was very competitive, who, who did not really appreciate uh, the gifts that I had and lacked support of the gifts. And the other thing that also uh, it was a great lesson for me that I would like that I always share with couples and with other, you know, with 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 with, with when when I do a counseling is that love also speaks positive and encouraging words. And then I'm saying all these things because these are the things that were not present in in my marriage. There was no positive, uh, nothing, no positive words, no encouraging words. And I'm one person who is who is. Um, I would say I, I I've got the gift of hands. I'm a very creative person, and 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 there's an African thing that says a bur makap plan. So when there's nothing, I always come up with a plan. You know, I I would sew, I would do everything, but it would be so hurting that when your partner, your husband comes home, instead of appreciating, there's also but you could have done it this way, but you could have. So there there was actually no appreciation and and the other thing that is very important is that love heals uh if 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 there is anything strain or whatever where there is love there is healing love heals and and i'm i'm also from a nursing background and um patients are not healed by medication only what really works a lot is the love that flows through your hands and that comes through your heart to a patient. Love heals. Love respects. In a marriage, it's important to respect each other. And if a woman or a husband goes out, the wife or a husband goes out and engages in extramarital relationships, there's no respect in the marriage. So love respects. If you, you love your wife or your wife loves a husband, there'll always be that respect. Love is spontaneous. You know, you don't have to be taught to do certain things, especially as a husband, knowing that we are very emotional beings. As a husband, love is spontaneous. Buy a flower, buy a chocolate. Just say a word, I love you. And it means so much. Very, very important. Love is unconditional. It is unconditional. It is agape. You know, so... um. Uh, those are the things that um, I learned in 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 my uh, my mar- married life, and um, I always say, you know, I I I, I would have uh, loved that my ex late husband would have lived to tell a story, because when he passed on, he passed on as a hobo. He had nothing to himself. And it was only then that he valued, he began to realize that he had gold in his hand, but then he did not value that which he had in his hand. But because God is love, I had to do what is right before God to make sure that he has a decent funeral 
and to make sure that at the end, you know, um, I forgave him and I told him still in his life that I have forgiven you and and I forgave him in life and I forgave him in death and did what I had to do. So love is a beautiful thing. That's all I can say. Thank you. Thank you, Sadie. If we if we see each other, please, you owe me a pen. Because I'm going to write a pen uh, full of ink out on all the things that you, all the wisdom that you uh, transfer. Uh, Sadie, thank you very much. Um, yes, thank you very much. Uh, Freak, I see you've got your hand up. Are you, um, yes, go ahead, please. Yes, Menzo, sorry. Um, the guys, unfortunately, inside the center is going to go off before seven because of a new program that's going to be on the radio. So, um, the Menti, if you guys are ready. Mora, Mora, Coach Fred. Good morning, Menzo. Yeah, good morning, good morning, guys. Uh, good morning, ladies. <laughs> uh, Menzo, I was uh, listening to uh, the whole discussion this morning. and uh, Yeah, uh, me, I'm not married yet. I'm, uh, I'm engaged to be married, you know. Uh, yeah, in... All the discussions this morning encouraged me to be, uh, you know, to be more in a haste to get married because uh, the discussion made me feel comfortable, made me feel confident. And uh, yeah, that's why, uh, you know what I told you the last time when I was sick with the TV? So uh, me from my side, you know, me and my uh, my partner, we are 20 years with each other, but it's an up and down relationship, you know, because of my wrongdoings, because of my doings, you know. So for that 20 years we've been together, I can only uh, testify of three uh, consecutive years that we are together now. And uh, for me that... Uh, Three executive years, I I, I think uh, it's God that made it possible, that made it possible. Because, you know, that time I told you I was sick with tuberculosis because of my drug abuse. God sent uh, back to me, uh, you know, to come and take care uh, of me, you know. So uh, I cherish our relationship in uh, by God's grace. When I get outside there, I'm going to get married to not only my wife-to-be, but the nurse, you know, the nurse God sent into my life. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. And I love her so much, so much. And I will never leave her because God sent her my way. It's a gift from God. Because of her, I'm still alive today. Because of God in her, I'm still alive today. Wow. You guys understand that the, the reason why this is important as a community development thing is because if the marriage is not strong, then the kids go array. Everything falls apart and we have communities that is broken. Mm. And um, strong, a, a good example, uh, Atman, if I may put you on the spot, a good example is a, a team because it's actually a team. You know, a marriage is a team, is a team sport. Um and a team that is blessed and powerful under God 
reaches out to the whole community. It touches, you know, the uh, uh, the. I'm sure there's people in 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 Atman's area that knows where Atman lives, and they know that if they've got uh, they need help, um, mm. they know where to find Atman and his wife, and they know that they can trust them. You know, and that is what community development is about. You know, knowing city uh, 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 asset-based community development assets is not is not we we figured out is not necessarily things that you can hold in your hand. Uh, having an asset like a like a Atman and Olivia in 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 the in the in your in your community is a powerful asset to have. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that you can go and chat to if the if the popo eats a fan or just. Make sure that the popo doesn't get close to the fan. When Benno, um, I would l- love to hear. Uh, please go ahead. Mora Menzo, Mora Alma. I I really feel that I have to say something today. I've been married for fifty years with one woman, and that has got a challenge in itself. <laughs> I thank I thank God that He didn't make me marry somebody like myself. Uh, and thank God I got my wife because she is fulfilling the voids in my life which I had, and thank God for that. Uh, let me say straight away that I love my wife. I I don't always like her, but I love her, if that makes sense. She does things which I don't like, and, and, and sometimes... Uh, 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 this annoys me and I, and I have to come back to basics. But let me say, I'm surprised that showing love is by showing small little things, giving my wife a cup of tea, washing the dishes for her, doing something for her which she wants. It's not necessarily giving her a diamond of 50,000 rand it's that's not love love is small things daily things continuous things that you have to do and that's what they appreciate it's recognizing her as a woman recognizing her as your wife and that's what i found to make the difference i must say that it took me a long time i grew up in a house where it was seen as a spot of weakness to say that I love you. It was never said. I also had this perception that it was a real thing in an Afrikaans family, that you don't say those things, but you show it. And it took me a while to realize that when God answered a question from one of his disciples, when he said that you love God with all you got, with your heart and your soul, and the second law that's important to the God is that you love your neighbor. And I had to think about this. Who's my neighbor? And I couldn't think of anybody else closer to me than my wife. And it was only when I started having grandchildren that I realized that love is something which is the same as what I love my God. And that made the difference. I must say that this was a change in my life. 
a change in my relationship with with my wife in realizing that the way I love her should be the same way as that I love my God. Thank you, Menzo. Thank you, Mbina. You know, this is this is the the, the the words of wisdom that we're looking for. Uh, you know, uh, I always uh, uh, have a chuckle when when you ask for for marriage advice. The guys that has been uh, divorced five times, they want to first give you the advice. And the guys that's been married for fifty years, they sit in the background and just just be quiet. And I'm glad that we're getting a chance this morning to to have that discussion. And and then then misunderstand me. I think the guy that has been divorced five times also can give you good marriage advice, but uh, more uh, possibly saying not what not to do. But um, you know, it is um, it is those years that makes the makes the, the the wisdom over the years that makes a difference. If you guys don't mind, I'm just going to ask Peter. Um, I know you've also been married for a long time. Would you share with us a little bit, Peter Marie? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm married for 43 years now, but me and my wife also work together. So actually, if you compare it with people who uh, go in different directions every day, we are actually married for 86 years. So, <laughs> yeah, um, because we are uh, together many, many times. Yeah. All I wanted to say is in Afrikaans, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5 says that love, lift the only book from equal. Love does not keep a book of the wrongs between us. I think that is the biggest love killer that you can ever have. If you are always keeping book of all the wrongs, uh, your partner did or you did or whatever. Uh, and what normally happens between people, uh, they keep in book and book and book and one day uh, something happened and then there is some terrible, some terrible stuff that happened and they uh, and said that can, that killed us. I mean, so I think it is very important. The Bible says we must learn to forgive each other like Christ forgave us. And uh, sometimes it's it's wonderful to say it like uh, Beno said that uh, you must learn uh, your closest neighbor to yourself is your wife. Uh, and she's also uh, a sister in the Lord, if you can. Uh, so it is important that we treat her like a fellow uh, member of the body of Christ. And in that relationship, you will learn to really forgive each other. And I think that's the one thing. Uh, I don't want to speak all about all the other things, but I think it is very important that uh, the Bible says, and Afrikaans say, In other words, if there's any differences uh, in plain Afrikaans, 
Uh, and then the next verse says, and don't give the devil uh, any room. It's in Ephesians uh, 4. Uh, so if you go and, and, and slap what from a car, then the devil it, through the night is speaking in your heart and, and all that stuff and and how difficult your wife is and and then you went out of your house and you go and 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 I quite So I think it is very important uh in any any marriage relationship there's differences. I mean, it's two people out of two different backgrounds, uh, two different people. Uh, my wife is also different from me. And like Umbeno said, uh, that, that, that I was lacking, uh, she filled it up. So, and uh, uh, it is, I think it's very important so, so that we also learn to communicate uh, differences. Uh, I always say to people, young people that I have the privilege to, to marry, uh, I say to them, if there's any differences, go to a coffee shop and go and sit there and discuss your differences. Because if you are out in the public, you cannot take a, a cup and throw it at each other or whatever. You can really communicate. I think communication is the biggest, biggest, uh, the most important thing in any marriage to really communicate. And if you, uh, there's a book it was uh, writ written by Stephen Covey, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And uh, one of the habits he said is learn to understand before you leer om te verstaan voordat jy wil hee iemand met jou verstaan. So learn to understand your wife. So that's the reason why the Bible, the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth. We must learn to listen. I think that uh, in my life, uh, the biggest problems we had in our marriage is when when I didn't listen. Uh, you know, ons mans is mos mark, jy weet, jy soos a, a bulldog, jy gaat net aan, jy weet, in die type van dit, en dan luister jy nie. But what's wonderful, if you are married for a long time, you can uh, see on your wife's facial expression what she's thinking. And that is wonderful to be in that position, you know. Uh, I tell, I asked my wife, what is wrong? No, nothing is wrong. I said, man, come on. But you know, my I can see now it's okay. And then we, we speak about it and, and that's wonderful. So I can only be a little tape of what the will say is, it's wonderful om getrouwd to wees. Uh, ek het altyd voor ek getrouwd is, sorry, het ek nou Afrikaans praat, Maar ek het altyd voor ek getrouwd is, dan vraag ons vir my, want ek was 26 voor ek getrouwd het, dan vraag ons, wanneer trouw jy? Dan sê ek van, man, daar sê twee ouwens, twee type mens op die aarde, die getrouwd is en die gelukkig is. So, I found out it is not so, it is wonderful to be married, and I, I really appreciate my wife, and I thank God for her, 
And uh, yeah, thank you. That's all I want. Thank you, Peter. It is um, it is something that we're going to have to tackle. Uh, Sadie, maybe uh, talk about um, you know the the, the value of marriage. Uh, Peter, it's such a important thing that he said earlier that you that you know we come from a a generation where we th- fix things. You know, you don't. Uh, it's not a discarded. It's not a um, uh, chuck away society, um, and 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 that is uh, definitely having an impact. You know that uh, it's it's easier. I don't want to finish this argument. Let's get divorced. Where sometimes battling that arguments out is is hard work and it's painful. We had years ago we had a, a medical doctor that came to speak to us, and actually we we filled two mornings with it, and he gave us the rules of engagement. You know how how, how do you conduct an argument? Uh, in our in our house, we call it a fight. It's a, it's a hard word, um, but but it feels sometimes that it's tiresome and you're in battle, and then you have to stop and go and have some water, and then get back into the battle. But um, uh, uh, you know the rules of engagement. How do you work through an argument so that the outcome is unity? Yeah, and it is um, because it is not fun. That's for sure. But um, yeah, uh, Peter, you've got your hand up. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, just two things: that communication, that uh, of just listening. Don't be a Mister Fix It all the time. Just learn to listen. But communication, communication is—I can't remember the exact percentage—but it's about seventy percent non-verbal. And like Peter was saying. It's on her face. It's in the breaking of eye contact. Um, If you go to bed angry, your eyes are not contacting. And you're going to wake up and your eyes are not. And that's how you start your day. And the devil loves it. Uh, One thing I want to say as an older man, um, after many years, and this is something that uh, I'd like to give us maybe a bit of advice There was something in your spouse that made you love her or him. Now, that ayanskop, that characteristic, your spouse will carry that through their life. But there can be a time where exactly that done, yes, died will make you want to hate her. Now, I'll I'll try and explain that. There's a thin line between love and hatred, a very thin line. And Peter Peter was was talking about it. Um, I'll give you an example. In, In my own marriage, my wife was very quiet. And I came from a world of craziness. And so her quiet was like a shelter in the storm. But now, 40 years later, I want her to talk to me about stuff. And that quietness comes through, and she won't. And so that can annoy me. And it's the same thing that initially attracted me. I use the word hate as a... a, is a very strong, let's say, annoy. 
you know. So I wanted to leave that there and and just be careful of that thing because that very same thing, your spouse still carries it and you still carry yours. But it can be the thing that will cause division. And uh, I, I don't have the answers of how to fix it. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. That communication, um, computer and printer, I can type in A, B, C, D, print, and it doesn't print at all, or it prints something different. Communication hasn't happened yet. Okay. Saidi. Hi. Um, yeah, thank you. My, I might be cut off soon because my Wi-Fi is off, and I think I'm going off on data. Uh, but what what I really wanted to to say is that you know in all that happened for me, uh, forgiveness uh, has been uh, my breakthrough in whatever that I went through, and I am happy and I thank God that I was able to even teach my children that it is important to forgive. Uh, it does not matter what happened, but forgiveness is is very important. So. Um, um, you know, I came from a family of, um, it was a royal family where, where I was married. And when, when, when we, after my, my, my husband's uh, passing, uh, having gone back to bury and make sure that he got a decent funeral, I was chased away with the kids. But I just said to the family that, you know, I serve a God who, who is faithful. And I serve a God who provides. So I will go with my kids, but I know that God will provide. And indeed, God provided. And 18 years thereafter, the whole family had to come to ask for forgiveness. Um, and, and I thank God that now we've got a very good relationship. But what I'm trying to say is love is forgiving. Love is unconditional. Love, um, you know, forgiveness, communication, those are very, very important in what we call love. Thank you. Thank you, Sadie. Um, we we didn't get around to everybody this morning. Uh, my apologies, Mum um, and, and Joe. Uh, we'll make some time for that again. Um, I think everybody needs to get into the into their things for the day. Thank you very much for the discussion, everybody. Um, uh, Peter, I know that you you say don't be Mister Fix It. I'm an engineer, so I have to fix it. And I have to uh, uh, do it right away, and I have to solve the problem. It drives my wife nuts. You know, it it, it is the way to make small trouble big trouble by, by me trying to fix it. And of course, the best thing is uh, the best thing to um, uh, rower up is when I say, "But you are emotional about this. Let's think about it clearly." You know, that of course solves all the problems immediately. But <laughs> but luckily, somebody yeah, said, "I think calm it was down. you." Oh, <laughs> yeah, calm down. To calm down and see what yeah. happens. This is this is a this is a problem we solve easy as soon as you calm down, you know. Um, but uh, luckily, uh, I think it was Sadie that said that uh, we must also have a sense of humor in our um, in our marriage, otherwise we're in big trouble. So luckily, my wife has got a small sense of humor, um, and 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 she knows that her husband is a clown. But um, uh, Beno, you've got your hand up. Yeah. Uh, Menzo, uh, I just want to ask, I will not ask, I don't know how to ask him to ask him, but I will not ask him that there must be done for your sister and for your family, for Essica, who is very, very sick, 
So I will fraud that the offering for Akadun vote. Thank you guys Amen. for a, a good chat this morning around the table. Um, we'll see you next week and then um, we'll tackle something again. Thank you very much. Have a blessed week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business.